1: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
2: This is IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Don't forget to vote for us in the Sports Podcast Awards from the link in our bio.
0: This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Matrimona, two-week tour of America. We started a garden with Taylor Serrano, then we move on to Las Vegas for Canelo Bivol. Uh, Before that, have you lost weight, Edward? I have done weight. I started at
2: 118 kgs, and I was trying to get down to 105 kgs. I'm 107.5. I've got two and a half to go, and I will make it this week. I'm making weight this week in New York. Feel good. Feel good, mate. Very excited, of course, for this fight. Taylor against Serrano and Canelo Bivol next week. MSG, T-Mobile, Las Vegas. We're lucky people. Absolutely. You're so slim that someone thought you was Tommy Hearns. Tommy Hearns? Did you see that earlier? Hey, Tommy Hearns! No, Eddie Hearn, mate.
0: Yeah, so... You've it off, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, you've talked about a lot on social media how special this occasion is uh, with Taylor and Serrano at the Garden here in New York City. Why? I mean, you saw it today just now at M-
2: Empire State Building. They're lighting up the Empire State Building in in Irish and Puerto Rican colours. You know we're going to sell out Madison Square Garden on Saturday. The whole world, the media accreditation we've had for this event has been bigger than potentially ever any event I've ever been involved with. You know, and this is not just about the biggest female fight in boxing. This is one of the biggest fights in boxing, and you'll see it on Saturday night. We're on Tuesday. We're Tuesday. You know these two have been on the Today Show today all across America. I can't get fighters on that show. This is groundbreaking, this is historic, and you'll see on Saturday night, this is a massive event.
0: Would you say this is bigger than Canelo Saunders or Joshua Klitschko, that you've both in done? In different ways, in different ways. Of course, look, from
2: a boxing sense, in terms of you know the women's undisputed lightweight championship against the World Unified Heavyweight World Championship, maybe not. But in terms of eyeballs, in terms of different kind of media, in terms of how groundbreaking it is, in terms of how inspirational it is for the next generation, yeah, I would say so. Um, they're all great fights, but this is different. You know, this is different. The way MSG have got behind this fight, the zone, everybody, and, and you'll see the sides of it on And Jake sure.
0: just interviewed uh, Jesse Vargas. My first question to him was, "How do you see this fight, William Swift going?" He's, "I'm going to knock him out." Very confident from Jesse. We
2: need to get them two going this week. Because they're both niggling away. There's a lot of potential to have a little bit of beef in that fight. And let's be honest, how good a fight is Jesse Vargas against Liam Smith? This undercard is incredible on Saturday night. And that fight, Liam Smith against Jesse Vargas, actually could headline any U.S. show, any U.K. show that we do. And it's co-main event. And it's a brilliant fight. I think Liam's well up for it. Uh, So is Jesse. And it's going to be a brilliant fight. And, um, you know, a great undercard top to bottom.
0: Run down the rest of the undercard.
2: So you got uh, Ammo Williams in a in a brilliant fight. You know, two undefeated fighters. Um Cruz De Zern against Sederos the undisputed super middleweight world championship Galao Yafai um, against Cartagena from Puerto Rico defending his WBC international title in just his second fight Reshat Matti, um, Khalil Ko, Sky Nicholson on a card as well Jesse Vargas against Liam Smith and of course the main event top to bottom just a brilliant brilliant night of boxing and of course for Zone subscribers in the UK if they're watching this part of your monthly subscription Taylor Serrano's pay-per-view on Sky Sports we talked about it for years it was already done and now we go into Taylor Serrano and Canelo Bivol next week, as all part of your subscription. So most people watching this have subscribed anyway, but if you haven't, make sure you
0: download the Zone and watch an incredible few weeks of boxing. Okay, we'll tune into Zone this Saturday for that. We'll come on to Canelo Bivol at the end of this, but we'll get your reaction to Tyson Fury's stoppage win over Dillian White. What did you make of it, Edward? Um, I thought it was a bit disappointing.
2: You know, obviously I was disappointed on Dillian's behalf, Um, I think he'll kick himself a little bit that he didn't do more in the fight, but it's very easy sometimes against a very good heavyweight like Usyk and like Fury to say, oh, you should have done this, you should have been more aggressive, you should have, you know, cut him off, cut the ring off and you should have done this, but Fury's very, very good, he's very awkward and, you know, he boxed a very smart fight, he didn't want to engage, he held a lot, he was very clever. He made it scrappy and boring and everything he needed to do. And then he produced a fantastic uppercut and a showreel knockout. So I have to give him a lot of credit and respect, as I did when he FaceTimed me on Sunday several times and um, gutted for Dillian. He'll come again. I think think he was a little bit too respectful in the build-up, especially fight week, or only fight week, because that was the build-up. And I think he let Tyson just friend-friend him a little bit in the fight or before the fight and I think he'll kick himself that he wasn't more aggressive in the fight but he lost to an excellent heavyweight and uh, congratulations Tyson Fury
0: Now, when I interviewed a few times before the fight I was talking about Tyson's power and you looked at me like I was a bit crazy so would you admit Tyson's got knockout power? You know,
2: again I did say that Tyson can punch I don't feel that he's a huge puncher in the division right? I mean, it was a weird shot to be honest with you Um, and but I have to give him credit because to be honest Umar Time and time again, I've wrote him off, and time and time again, he's proved me wrong. So when I met him in Monaco and we talked about working together, I thought there was no chance in the world that I would see Tyson Fury back in the ring, certainly at elite level, right? What we saw was, he proved me wrong. Then when he boxed Vladimir Klitschko, I felt he had absolutely no chance in that fight whatsoever. He proved me wrong. He won the fight. I didn't think he'd beat Deontay Wilder, and I didn't think that he'd knock out Dillian White in that way. He's done all of it. So I give him the credit. I stand by it. I don't feel like he's a huge puncher in the division of course he can punch but again one by knockout on Saturday and you have to give him props you said it was a
0: single knockout punch that he didn't have but clearly he has that
2: well I I don't but I don't think he's a massive single punch knockout artist honestly but he knocks out Dillian White with an uppercut and
0: you know we've seen that before Um, but i have to give him credit for it in terms of Dillian White come out Southpaw early on um didn't really offer much in the fight. That is due to Tyson's credit of taking his strengths away. What did you make of his performance and what do you think is next for Dillian moving forward, whether you work with him or not? He's very entertaining, Dillian White. There's always big fights
2: out there for him. He's also made a lot of money and I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for him in boxing. Um, but it depends what he wants. It's everything I'm hearing is, of course, he'll continue, he'll look for the big fights and. Um, He'll kick himself in that fight because he didn't do enough. He wasn't aggressive enough. I, I just felt like it was a bit friendly-friendly, to be honest with you. But, again, he was in with a very good, very awkward Tyson Fury. Do you make a
0: Mark license stoppage?
2: The stoppage, in terms of Dillian White's condition, was absolutely spot on. You know, I see Dillian talking about the push. and Look, he, he, he was clearly shoved over. But he was also, I think, knocked out or, you know, badly hurt. So I don't think the push would have necessarily affected the outcome of the fight, but he was definitely pushed over.
0: Who would you say his win over Dillian White was better, Anthony Joshua or Tyson Fury? Depends what you want. I mean, if you want a fucking absolute barn burner and
2: entertaining the fans, it's, it's uh, Joshua against... Uh, White. But don't forget, Joshua was a novice, really. I mean, he'd, he'd had 14 fights or 15 fights. How many Italian had? Was he a novice as well at that point? really. I don't know how many he'd had, but what I'm saying is Tyson Fury ain't a novice. So, like, I just feel that back then it was just two spunky heavyweights that wanted to smash the shit out of each other. It was, it was not it? It was just two guys who wanted a street fight. So, look, what, you know, Fury knocked out him out in the sixth round. Can't remember what round Joshua knocked him out, six or seven or something like that. But two great fights. Well, not two great fights. One great fight, but one two great knockouts. Um, I don't think you can compare. But when I talk about the resumes and people talking about generational great fighters, I can't win because I look at t- I think Tussie is a great fighter, right? To go down as a generational great, you have to beat all the great fighters in the division. Now, his standout victories are Vladimir Klitschko, Deontay Wilder, and Dillian White. You could bring Derek Chisora in, but Chisora, by the way, wasn't anywhere near the fighter now that he, well, then that he is now. But if you want to frame him, that's fine. But then when you look at AJ's resume, which also has Klitschko, and also has Dillian White, but also includes Josie Parker, Andy Ruiz... Alexander Povetkin Kubrat Pulev all these guys as well I, I don't see a lot of difference in the resume so you saying he's got a better resume than Fury are you saying he's got a better resume than Fury AJ I think it's very arguable because if you break it down you know they've both got the same wins against White and Povetkin and then you've got Wilder uh, sorry White and Klitschko we've got Povetkin we've got Ruby. it doesn't really matter but what I'm saying is is Tyson Fury to be a generational great he has to fight the winner of AJ against uh, Usyk and I think he has to fight the loser as well. He's retiring. He's yeah. fucking retiring. You know, he shouldn't retire. You know the reason he shouldn't retire? Because I think he's at his peak. And I think his biggest fights are ahead of him. But he might not want it. You know, maybe he's, maybe he's done. Maybe he's happy. But what I'm saying is his biggest fights are in front of him. And it would be a shame. Do how many times I get asked, even since that fight, Eddie, when are you making the fight? I'm like, what fight? Fury against AJ. It's like we're fighting Usyk first. Everybody wants that fight. Everyone will always want that fight. And I believe AJ can beat Usyk. And if he does, that sets up a
0: monster fight with Tyson Fury. But I, I believe we'll see him in the ring again. Aside from the resume... Uh, I spoke to Frank Warren uh, yesterday and he said that Tyson's now a bigger star than Anthony Joshua do you go along with that or not I
2: think Tyson's become a big star
0: yeah I mean
2: global star I don't think so I mean look you know you look at This is just going to bore people, Umar, but you look at AJ's association with huge brands all around the world. You can't go into a store, you know, a mega store. You can't walk down a major tourist attraction street without seeing pictures of Anthony Joshua all around the world. So it's a different kind of level. But of course, Fury has become a huge star in the last couple of years, coupled with the WWE stuff. So I don't know. I think think there's a lot of parity now. But right now, you have to say on paper, Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight in the world. And I don't mind saying that but I believe AJ can beat him, but first things first, he's got to beat Alexander Usyk. What did you make of the ring walk, the production, et cetera, on the night? Um, I thought that the energy of the ring walk was fantastic. Like, yeah, he's a great character. Great personality. Um, you know, I won't go into you with what could have been done or what wasn't done that we do or whatever. It was a good show. The undercard was absolutely dreadful, but it doesn't really matter because the main event ended in a huge knockout. And I give credit to Tyson Fury on a great win. You see, one of the cards had White winning a couple of rounds. What did, how did you score it? He might have won a round. You know, there was there was a, a lot of rounds. No one really did anything. You know, but um, it,
0: Tyson was clearly winning. Um, Dillian White says he wants the rematch. Uh, Frank Warren was asked about that this morning on TalkSport. He said, "When I was younger, I wanted to go out with Julia Roberts, but that never happened. Uh, it's not going to happen, is it? The rematch? No, not going to happen.
2: Um, of course, look, he got, he did get shoved over, but he also got dropped and hurt badly from an uppercut. So I haven't really watched it back in slow motion, but." I don't see a rematch in that fight.
0: He's got options now. Whether he wants to carry on, I don't know. It looks like he does. Yourself and own Boxer and Sky, maybe Frank and Beatty. Where do you think he's going to lie? And are you going gonna... to... off his course.
2: Go wherever he wants. You know, I mean, there's still big fights out there. I mean, people are still going to want to see him in fights against Ruiz and Wilder and Ortiz. And I'm sure he'll be back. What would you make of Ricky Hatton making a comeback? It's okay, only it an exhibition bout? So, it's good, listen. Ricky, I was actually watching Ricky today thinking how well he looked. Uh, so great for him. If it motivates him, if it keeps him fit and healthy, if it keeps his mind good, fantastic.
0: One more before we come on to Canelo Bibble. Uh, Joseph Parker and Joe Joyce announced, I think it's going to be on BT Sport Box Office, what people are saying. Uh, what do you think about that fight?
2: I think it's a decent fight. I mean, it's not a pay-per-view fight, but I think with the money that they're paying, they've got no choice, really, because if BT, you know, BT won't put the money up for that on non-pay-per-view, you have to do it on pay-per-view. Um it's a decent fight. Um, I don't know the favourite is maybe
0: Joe Joyce, but yeah, I think it's, it's a solid fight. So as a Joseph Parker, What happened they just contract run out.
2: Yeah, we never uh, we were up for contract with him before, I think even before the Chisora fight, yeah we were. We we did a new contract for that fight. We looked at fights, we couldn't really find a fight that um warranted that kind of money and um you know I don't think it's the, a great fight for Joe, but I think it was the only one that was really available to him at that kind of level.
0: Now, next Saturday, The uh, Zone pay-per-view launches in Las Vegas with Canelo Alvarez and Demi. Yes, in the UK, it's on your normal The Now, Canelo has done massive numbers on pay-per-view. His last one with Caleb Plant was at 800,000 buys, I believe. Um, how many buys would be a success for The Zone this Saturday night, considering this is it's their first pay-per-view in America? They've got
2: a huge amount of subscribers already, and obviously they've got a huge amount of subscribers that have been part of the platform before so they're very confident um they're seeing big numbers on the platform particularly through the ryan garcia fight and Canelo is the biggest star in boxing they've got their targets and I think it's going to do really well but I think it's an interesting uh, project for them like I say pay-per-view in the US market Um, and I think
0: it'll do very well it's a great fight one of the best fights you've put on ever
2: I think it's I think everyone rates the fight but I think it may just be a fight that surprises a lot of people I think I think Dimitri Bivol is 100% in his prime I don't think you've ever seen the best of him they truly believe they're going to win but looks like an absolute fucking beast and he's ready to put on a show in Las Vegas next week should Canelo Alvarez lose what happens
0: with that Gennady Golovkin trilogy it's not there he must win to fight Gennady Golovkin it's going to be a very tough fight and just before we close off, I can't do this without asking about Anthony Joshua. I know the answer you're going to give me, but just an update on who's Joshua yeah, no, too. No,
2: we, we're getting close now. I mean, a lot of talks about July 23rd. That's definitely a potential date. Um, but we're working on the dates, working on the venue. won't
0: be long now. Definitely in July. Saudi Arabia frontrunner? Uh, it's right up there. At the end, thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks, mate.
2: Thank you for listening to the IFL TV podcast, proudly sponsored by Everlast.